The documentary film The Reverend follows New York gospel rock icon and activist Reverend Vince Anderson. And after coming to New York in the 1990s to enter seminary, well, Vince dropped out to follow his second calling, music. And with his band, The Love Choir, he has played a now legendary weekly show for over 20 years. Reconnecting with his faith and using his intense soulful music, he began to preach a type of spirituality that is open to all, meets people where they are, and moves everyone that sees him perform. And the film features Questlove, members of the TV on the radio, and an ensemble of eccentric musicians. The Reverend is a rocking concert film, as well as an intimate portrait of Reverend Vince's inspiring personal and spiritual life. So ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome our guest today, the Reverend Vince Anderson himself and director, producer of the film, Nick Canfield, to the show. Welcome, gentlemen. Thanks for having us, Ward. Hey, man, it is, it is great to, to meet you. I absolutely enjoyed the film, and uh, wow, uh, what what a residency you've had for over 20 years, and uh, and it's still rocking and rolling, isn't it? Still going. In fact, we're, we're on year 26 now, um, and uh, it'll be year 27 come June, so it's... <laughs> For you know, forget Les Mis, Cats. We're the longest running show in New York City right now. <laughs> well, I tell you one thing. I, I think you your residency rivals anything that Las Vegas has ever seen. Are you still doing this on Monday nights? Monday nights. Um, yep, every Monday. I Man, I tell you one thing. That sounds like a rock and roll Bible study. <laughs> in, in fact, it is pretty much. Yep. <laughs> well, well, Nick, when did you learn about Reverend Vince? Well, I mean, you know, his his residency is such a legendary thing in New York City. This some some friend of mine brought me there some Monday, and uh, I'd been going to see him for about six or so years until one day I was like, "Well, I've got to get behind the curtain and see if we can see if we can see a little bit more about Reverend Vince's life." And um, you know, approached him about making a film. Well, I mean, uh, so what was your thought of trying to put this whole story together about Vince? Well, I mean, the way that I, I come from the sort of observational documentary school where we I just try to, um, you know, let Vince get comfortable with me and, and just be there, just be there all the time. And so that's why, you know, I filmed him for about five years and just, uh, you know, try to let the story reveal itself and not try to manage the story or create the story, but just just be there. And um, and it was quite a journey to, to see to see all the things that Vince does you know, not just literally behind the, the curtain, like backstage and with his music, but also all his different communities that he works with. Yeah. And I love the, the personal insights on Vince in this documentary. I mean, you could have just done a whole documentary just on the music alone and everybody would have been watching it and dancing along with it. But uh, you really brought his personal life out. Uh, Reverend Vince, Questlove calls you an institution. Do you feel like an institution? Uh, well, I don't have a bureaucracy around me, so I don't feel like an institution necessarily. Um, but I, you know, I do feel like the residency is an institution that I get to participate in. Um, and 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 when people call me the the institution, that's fine. But it's really the residency where the magic happens, you know. You know, I I love the way that uh, you brought the band members in. 
Uh, it's almost like they just showed up at the right perfect time to become part of the love choir. Was it, was, I guess it in a way, God ordained? Is that what you would call it? I would call it God ordained. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, like in the film, no, nobody ever auditioned for the love choir. They just showed up and started playing. So, um, so it was kind of a gathering of the saints. Um, and I ne never really intended to have a band. Um, and uh, it just kind of, <laughs> kind of grew, grew into that. So. Well, so how long into the residency did you decide to keep your clothes on? <laughs> well, you know, the whole clothes thing, I mean, it was never a part of the show. It was never something that I did on purpose necessarily. It was more this kind of um, vulnerability and getting to a point where I wanted to, to connect even more with the audience um, and take away all obstacles. You know, I, Moses took off his shoes. I, do, I took off all my clothes. Um, and it was really when it stopped is when the band, when we got better and we, and we've been together for a long time that, that we, we didn't need any other tricks. You know, we didn't need things. And now I didn't, I didn't think it was a trick at the time. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, eventually, you know, like Peter Townsend of The Who finally stops breaking guitars. So, uh, you know, so it, it works. And, you know, Nick, when you were watching Vince perform and then you're watching the crowd, uh, what amazed you about the response of the crowd to his music and just the way that he related to everyone? Yeah, I mean the way that it's more than just a, a musical experience for everybody. I mean, you can you, everybody's been to a concert where the audience is really is really feeling it, okay? But there, this goes beyond that. I mean, Vince wades into the crowd and hugs everybody, and you know, people are are really get a communal feeling, and you know, he makes people turn and sing to each other, and so you know, it's he's 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 you know has the sort of guru element to him with for all these people who are kind of not necessarily came there for that there are people who come there for that but there are other people who just walked in off the street and kind of find themselves having an unexpected spiritual experience and uh that was something that i kind of wanted to try to to capture in the film you know one of the one of the areas of the film that i loved it was so great to see people singing this light, li this little light of mine in a bar. And I was just sitting there watching this. I was like, you know, this is, you know, this is, it's like Jesus. You know, he didn't, yeah, he went into the synagogue to, to talk about the word, but he was always out amongst the people and meeting them where they were at. And yeah, I think the greatest thing ever is to see this song, this little light of mine, being sung in a bar by everybody, even if they're holding a shot glass or or a <laughs> beer bottle. Hey, you know, God's not going to turn anybody away. Amen. Amen. Yeah, and well, Nick, let me ask you this. What was the experience like to see all those different aspects and responses to Vince's ministry? Yeah, it was it was amazing. I mean, you have a lot of different people because it's New York City who come from all over the world. And there are there are, you know, there are people who are Catholics and there are people who are lapsed Catholics and there are people who who grew up in an evangelical environment. And there are people who aren't Christian at all. And, um, you know, and, you know, there, there have been members of the nearby Hasidic Jewish community would also be there at the shows. And it's so 
I, I found it interesting that a lot of people across all kind of different aspects of faith could could relate to him. Um, and then it was also interesting to see him working with some of these other uh, communities where where you know people felt like they've been left out of, of some church that they were part of growing up and you know and then are looking for a different different community and and find you know find something that they like in in what they see with this. Yeah, you know, there there's a term that goes around every once in a while. I have a lot of friends in ministry and we'll hear the term church hurt where people get hurt in church and then mm-hmm. they leave and and they're not sure if you know if God is real, but you know church hurt usually comes down to focusing too much on on man running it. And that's where the hurt comes into instead of just focusing on on the Lord uh directly. But Vince, you know, in the film there's a statement uh, Jesus meeting the Tasmanian devil. I believe that was accurate. And, <laughs> you know, God never calls the qualified. He qualifies the call uh, called. Uh, Vince, do you feel that way? Yeah, I do feel that way. I mean, um, you know, the I think, think the quote was, the Holy Spirit meets the Tasmanian oh, yeah, devil. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and, 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 and that was for me because I'm a big Holy Spirit guy obviously and I think the Holy Spirit cannot be contained so so and either the can, can the Tasmanian devil <laughs> you know so so I think it's it, people think it's a, um, a contrast but it's actually this whirlwind of of flesh and spirit and all coming down um, together and and I think that's where the real blessing is well where, where did you just I mean and I, this is probably even a dumb question because I know it, it's the Lord, but uh, your immense love for people, I mean, did that just come up out of you, you know, like, well, the living water? It came, you know, came from my, my mom and my grandmother um, who really raised me um, and, and raised me to respect and love um, and be curious and, and more than that, be curious about every single person I meet. And that curiosity translates into, I think, into to love and action. When you're curious about someone, then you're really at their level and you're right there with them. And, you know, um, and so that's for me what, um, where it came from. And, and, um, and I always honor my grandmother and, and my, my mother who just passed away a year ago in March. And every show, um, is honoring them and the love that they taught me. You know, one of the things I love about this film is that we all need to learn to listen to one another. And, you know, because we have so much division in this country for multiple reasons. But if we just take the time to listen to one another, sit in each other's presence, uh, maybe not talk too much, but just to learn from one another. I think that we could start to gel again as a nation. And this is a question for both of you. The film takes a political turn. Uh, why was this included in the film? Well, I mean, it, it, the film, just like the way I kind of chose to approach a film, it's just whatever Vince is doing, essentially. And that's part of part of you know what they were doing but i don't know that it takes a political turn so much as it just showcases this group of uh, you know basically we're talking about the, the part with with this organization vote common good and it's a group of of pastors who um kind of you know go around just kind of trying to 
you know, as they say, you know, spread common good and, and kind of teach people to, to that. I think, you know, from their view, Christianity is, is, is an open and welcoming thing. And, you know, we have to, like you said, kind of communicate and listen to each other on that level. And, um, and uh, I, I thought it was interesting to see a lot of people coming together and touring the country and, and reaching out to, to different groups like that. Yeah. And Vince, you know, when you when you stepped out of the state of New York, uh, did people know who you were? <laughs> no, um, <laughs> very rare instances. Someone would would see me at a gas station and said, I saw you in Brooklyn 20 years ago. <laughs> and we'd be somewhere, you know, somewhere in, in uh, Tennessee. <laughs> well, that that puts you in the category of being famous. Well, we, we have a joke that I'm um, I'm two train fame. Um, I'm famous on the L train and the D train. There's two local trains here in New York City, um, but but you know the, the 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 fame is just not you know any kind of fame I have, and I don't really find myself to be famous. But it does once in a while allow people to come up to me and have a conversation um, that that I wouldn't get to have without um, that notoriety. Yeah, you know, there there's a blessing. There's a blessing there. And and Vince, you know, and this is just a personal opinion coming from you. Is there an actual separation of church and state? Um, wow, that is that's a that is a that is that that could be a whole other podcast, right? Um <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I I pray that there is. Um and I pray that there continues to be because I do believe that Christian nationalism is a threat not only to our democracy but to um, our faith. And um, so, so if that's political, um, you know, call me political, but I do believe it's a heresy, even more than a polit political heresy. Um, I think it's a spiritual heresy, and that needs to be talked about more and more. Um, and I think we're at a crisis point. Um, for our faith. And those conversations are important. Um, and um, I think a lot of people are more willing to have them than we than we think they are. Do you still believe that we're one nation under God? I do. I do. Because I believe that um, God is creator of all um, and of all nations. So it's all nations under God, every single nation. Um, and we are all children of God, whether we like it or not. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, and that gives that that's the bottom line for me. We're all children of God. So stop it. Stop the bickering. Stop the, all the stuff. You know, this is a family dispute then. And just get it together. Hug it out as families do, because we're a We're the family of God and we got to get our ship right. Yeah. You know, you bring up a perfect point. You know, we we have a society now that, and the church is guilty, pointing fingers mm. at, at particular groups. But Jesus never pointed a finger. Jesus just sat down with you and and um, and talked talk to you, you know, with great love. And I think that's what we need to do. But there's a very moving uh part in this film and this is a question for both of you to answer how would you describe your feeling of going to el paso because of the mass shooting there 
Well, I'll start. It impacted me greatly. Um, um, not only visiting the site, but also we, we got a chance to go um, to the borderland there and, and, and view the wall and speak with residents of Mexico. Um, one young ch child said, I was, he said, if I could be president of the United States, I would be when I grew up. And, um, and, it, and, and that was just that experience of being with those people um, in their time of grief um, and being a witness that, that, you know, hatred will not be the, be the final word. That's right. And Nick? Yeah, I mean, it, it was profoundly moving, I think, you know what I mean, that that for people to come down there and, and just kind of do what they could. I mean, I mean, you know, it feels like I think in those kinds of situations that that it, it, this has already happened and it's a tragedy. You don't really know that what really can be done that actually helps. And, you know, it's not like they went and played to a crowd of 60,000 people. You know what I mean? There were there were there was, you know, a handful of people there. But, you know they met with people in the community and, and, and the people that were there, actually, there was a, a, a congresswoman there. The people who were there, I think, got some emotional support from that. And, and um, you know, I think that's like something that was a lesson for me that, you know, even something really small, doesn't matter how many people you feel like you're affecting or helping or can just listen to that, that that's worth it. Um, so that was, I was, it was um, a good experience for that reason, even though I was kind of, I have to kind of keep it together because I'm I'm filming at the same time, so I'm also trying not to get too emotional. Well, you know, I I've been to to El Paso more than once, and for both of you to see El Paso, was it a shock, uh, a cultural shock to see the difference between our side here in America and just looking over and seeing Juarez as the way that it is. Um, for, for, for me, it, it felt more uh, like the two cities together felt very cosmopolitan, um, and, um, very, you know, like, like international, like a border city is supposed to feel. Um, and, and I was really impressed, um, by the conversations I had on both sides about how they feel like one city and, um, that maybe one side of that city is poorer than the other side, but there is a unity there. And that's what impressed me. Well, I, I, I love that answer. And I have to say within this film, there is a very, very beautiful moment. And uh, Vince, it's you and Millicent. How would you describe Millicent in one word? <laughs> Tough. <laughs> Um, and, and in the best sense of that word, um, just tough, tough to, to, to love, tough, tough to tough because she loves so beautifully and loves everyone um, and doesn't care what anybody else thinks and just goes ahead. And she's an inspiration to me, as I said in the film. You know, the, the wedding in the film absolutely beautiful and what what i absolutely fell in love with in in that moment of the film was the wedding parade 
it it brought that feeling as if if everyone was just marching down Bourbon Street in New Orleans and just having a party for everyone to see and then just join into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we really wanted to bring it to the streets and just have, you know, and it was a Sunday, so we were, everybody was brunching and falling out of the restaurants and it was just such a joyful, and it was, you know, in the neighborhood that I play in um, and we were marching to Union Pool, the bar that we play every Monday. And it was such a joy, you know, because it is, the community and a wedding is a, the gathering of 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 all different kinds of communities and and that's really what we were celebrating you absolutely well did anybody show up and turn water into wine well we didn't run out of wine so maybe so <laughs> oh i love it and vince and nick i want to thank you so much for coming on now where can everybody see this amazing film the reverend yeah, so it will be streaming on the Criterion channel. And for people who don't have that, it'll also be on uh, Amazon Prime Video. Uh, you can you can rent or buy it there. So I hope everybody will go out and and watch it. And, and then if you love it, uh, you can also, you'll be able to download and listen to the, the soundtrack album as well. So you can take the Love Choir with you on your, uh, on your headphones. Oh, I, I love that. So Nick, do you have any uh, new documentaries in the works? I do. I'm working on. I'm working on a couple other documentaries. Um, two of them are music things. Uh, one of them is about the world's foremost collector of Bob Dylan memorabilia and recordings, uh, and I'm working on another one about uh, the origins and and uh, legacy of an '80s song, which is one of the most uh, utilized songs in TV and advertising over the last 40 years. Uh, everybody knows it from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's that song that goes, "Oh yeah." <laughs> <laughs> oh well you got to come back so we can talk about those two films <laughs> that'd be great well well vince what's next for you um taking this little this little room in brooklyn to the world um whether through the digital medium or uh if we get invites to to to, to take this little thing on the road where that's that's what's next we're making some plans now, that's what I want to see. The Reverend World Tour. You know, may, maybe you need to do a, a residency in the Sphere in uh, Las Vegas. Oh, I saw you two there in December, and I, it was amazing. I wish I would do that in a minute. <laughs> oh, I, I think there's a perfect place for you to kick it all off. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, you got to <laughs> check out The Reverend. This is a rock and roll gospel film and a personal insight into Reverend Vince Anderson. You're going to love it like I did. I had fun. Uh, it's heartfelt. It's endearing. And it has a great message to it. And hey, we can all agree that we need to listen to one, listen to one another or listen to each other more. And we need to love one another more. And uh, well, in a way, accept our differences so we can learn more about each other. And well... As a nation, be one nation under God and gel together like the Lord intends us to do. Uh, Vince, Nick, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Ward. Thank you so much for having thank us. Thank you, Ward. Uh, absolute time. blessing and many blessings to both of you. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, hey, you can catch all of the replays of our interviews with the top film directors, producers, screenwriters, actors, and even rock and roll gospel icons like Reverend Vince, 
More on our website at bondoncinema.com. We're also available on YouTube and a dozen audio platforms as well. And as for me, thank you for watching and listening. And hey, I'll see you at the movies. Once you come into this room, you're experiencing a religious act because we're dealing with spirituality on some level and we're dealing with it together. Having a residency of this magnitude and of that length of time, I can't tell you how rare that is to find. Well, now she was a man. Man, I get a man now. He has this relationship with God, and he felt that he was meant to take his ministry into the bars. He's absolutely a religious figure, and he loves letting people decide what that means for them. It was kind of like the Holy Spirit meets the Tasmanian devil. Just started singing gospel music in clubs. Turns out that drunk people like gospel music. He was also kicking the living shit out of that piano. Because he was playing it so hard? He, no, he didn't play it. He beat the piano mercilessly. He beat the shit out of the instrument. He used to very frequently get naked and it was kind of expected. He's a body lusty person. So I was pretty fascinated by him. No one owns love. No one owns spirituality. Spirituality just doesn't occur in a particular church or a particular mosque. It's everywhere, and why not use your gifts where people gather? Music and faith, it can never be separated from me. They're completely intertwined. They both are an intimate, beautiful, creative act that's best when you do it with other people.